Yeah. Right. Like one of the reasons why we wanted to start this podcast is to kind of like improve on articulating our thoughts and like kind of getting our ideas across and just like practice speaking to people that we maybe aren't really comfortable talking to because we also are planning to have like medical professionals and other guests on here as well um so yeah i hope it helps (laughs) this helps (laughs) um but you talked about like ethical questions as well right in the mmi um so how like would you say that we have to prepare for that in any way or would you say that it's just from gut instinct yeah most of the ethical questions are going to be from gut instinct some people uh some i guess interview prep programs or some some mentors would say oh you need to know about the four pillars of medical ethics right there's like autonomy beneficence non-maleficence and justice i guess it's worth uh reading up on that Mm -hmm. Uh, i suppose that you've done some extra reading um but i think for the most part it's really gut instinct it's really um like they can tell if you're kind of just flubbing or you're you're you've read up and prepared a lot and you're giving a model answer versus yeah. you really think uh, a lot. they can act they can really tell these people that are going to actually interview you for your mmi they've seen so many students they've yeah. seen well prepared very like that, that model student, you know, like that, that prepares mm-hmm. everything and, and yeah. really high achieving. They've seen that, but they've seen also genuine students that have to work and think, like, think on the spot and struggle and really get that answer, mm-hmm. right? And are stressed out by the interview, but then still give a pretty good answer, right? They work through the situation and they work through the problem. They can tell. They can definitely tell. Right. Yeah. So um, don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't be too worked up about having to prepare for every single answer. I think in general, you actually should prepare for how to deal with a situation, like like how to solve a problem instead of preparing for specific problems, right? Like oh, okay. in an ethical situation, what, what are the possible arguments for and against it, right? Why would someone be like, why would someone argue the opposite view? Right, mm-hmm. you know, like they're like, typically, generally, in a conversation, if like in a controversial topic, you can have one view, and you can think the other view is completely stupid and completely unfounded. But there are very rational and logical people that hold very different views than you do. Yeah. yeah. But it's just that you really don't understand why, and you need to try to understand why mm-hmm. people can come to drastically different conclusions yeah in the same facts right so yeah it's a really it's a test of your critical thinking it's a test of how you can break down the question and give an articulate answer yeah so that's what you should prepare for how to break down the question how to analyze Mm -hmm. it vocally yeah right okay um um Okay, yeah. yeah. Also, like, um, previously you mentioned that, like, you chose medicine instead of, like, journalists or something. Like, we, I want to know, like, why you chose medicine instead. Like, is there particular reasons for it? I chose medicine. Yeah. 
I knew this question was coming. Honestly, <laughs> like from from uh, thinking about like and applying for medicine to even now, right? It's a it's a hard question to answer. Yeah. Because there are a lot of reasons why. I I do remember distinctly in my personal statement the very first line I said. Um, choosing medicine is not was not a snap decision there were no moments of realization and no one in my family is a doctor or even a medical professional and the point i was trying to say was it really came from an accumulation of a lot of things and really just thinking about is this the right path for me yeah and basically that was that right like honestly um the first time i've ever had any sort of exposure to medicine was watching a TV show. I was yeah. quite right. Yeah, same. Me too. Yeah, yeah. and <laughs> it's it's quite realistic, right? I'm not gonna sit here and say, oh, I had, I I went to a like a GP for a nosebleed, and now I'm inspired to do medicine, right? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. not, it, it's really not like that. Like, um, and if it is, then cool. But most of the time, it's not. And most of the time, it's a lot of things, right? Like I, I was quite excited and overly uh, idealistic about medicine as like the, the whole, like, oh, you're a hero, you're saving people's lives from the brink of death uh, type of thing after watching a TV show. I was watching House. But then it was a starting point for me, like kind of looking into what medicine really is. Yeah. And it's not just, um, it's not just watching TV shows, but then you start reading books you start reading memoirs from actual doctors yeah you read about well their version of what medicine is really like it's not as glamorous it's quite tough it's quite it's just challenging uh, there's a lot of death and a lot of really depressing things but on the contrary right i re- i also realized through like listening to podcasts and reading uh, lots of books about it that medicine is so much more nuanced than just saving people and being the hero right it's a lot more than just that moment of like acute like um, heroism i guess it's an, an idea of care it's an idea of being able to be there for a patient throughout the entire process like you care about not just them being sick but you also care about the general well-being Mm-hmm. of people um and it's a lot more complex than what my 11 year old self understood about medicine and i guess also throughout that time uh i started taking my academics a lot more seriously because like back in middle school like year seven to nine or even ten i was like whatever you know like, I just <laughs> ball i just want to play basketball i don't want to study but then <laughs> For some reason, I don't quite remember. For some reason, just one day, I was like, you know what? I might just take this test seriously, mm-hmm. right? And then it came out pretty good. And I'm like, oh my god! I surprised myself. Oh, I can. Turns out you can do well if you put the time to it and put the effort to it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it turns out <laughs> it really is. Right. So, uh, uh, I was like, I, I gained a lot more self confidence, mm-hmm. and I. You know, like throughout that entire time, I was still like medicine was still at the back of my mind. Um, but to be honest, uh, I guess 
what there was there is well there is one thing that really uh i guess solidified the whole idea of going into medicine it wasn't a thing that inspired me to go into medicine but it was a thing that was like okay i think this is the right route like i was thinking about it i was already thinking about it mm. but then like this is after that experience this is the right route for me and it was kind of a it's it, it's a it's a pretty sad experience actually and i'm i apologize that your podcast is about to take a turn into like a little bit of a <laughs> somber tone um when i was about 16 right mm-hmm. at, at the very start of ivy mm-hmm. um my uh you know like domestic helper yeah that um like, do, do you guys have domestic helpers yeah okay yeah um and for 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 me um my helpers like basically raised me since i was three years old right but um for for the sake of time i won't go into too much detail but when i was about 16 at the start of ib she suddenly passed away um and the circumstances were quite you know, like it was very sudden, like no one expected it. Like we knew she was a bit ill, mm-hmm. but even uh, she she basically went back to the Philippines to uh, be treated. And then even when like she called me on the phone once and she did say, oh, I'll, I'll, uh, I'm calling you from the hospital phone, but um, I'll, the doctor say, I'll, I, I'll get to go home soon. And then and then I'll uh, call you from home. And I'm like, okay, sure. Like, I'll talk to you then. Um, but I was busy. Like, I actually told her I was busy about something. And yeah. Just really oh, no. Like, whole time, like, this little thing. But then I said, oh, I was busy. I'll talk to you later. Okay. Like, I'll talk to you when, when, when you get to go back home. And then that was our last conversation. Right. I know. And oh. the next week, she suddenly passed away and then I don't know it's it was a I don't think I'm exaggerating here but I think it was for me quite a defining formative experience I've never felt that type of pain or grief or emptiness it was like simultaneously the worst and most painful experience but at the same time you feel just so a shell of a person that you used to be yeah you never knew what grief felt like until that moment and that was really the lowest point of my life yeah and it took me a while to pick myself back up but then i thought about what like what was the main source of uh, fear or inadequacy or like all those negative feelings that I had and it was really a sense of helplessness it was sent it was a sense of I didn't know what was going on why all of a sudden this person that was basically my second mom was just taken yeah why I didn't understand and I thought about this and I thought I feel so helpless Mm. it was Mm. so well, not in control of the situation. And then I thought, 
like I didn't have a direction in life. I didn't have purpose in life. I didn't want to continue studying anymore, even though I just started IB. But then I thought about my life. I took a few steps back and I thought about, okay, what am I going to do now? And then I realized that that same feeling that I had, a lot of people are probably going to feel that way as well. Because a lot of people mm-hmm. experience loved ones passing away or experience something that's just such a gut punch and such like a big moment in their life. And I, I guess like I still had some idealistic views of it. I didn't want other people to feel that pain because I know how bad it was. Mm-hmm. And so in a way it just felt like I wanted to go into medicine because like just in a sense I want to help people. I know how okay. terrible it can be, it can be to feel so helpless and to feel so not in control of the situation, to feel so like you don't know what's going on and it adds to the fear of it all. And so that really helped, I guess it really helped me redirect my energy and redirect all my focus on not getting into medical school, but the further goal of being a doctor, of being able Mm -hmm. to be in a position where you're like this, you're able to help as much as you can for yeah. people that right. go through that same terrible moment in their life, mm-hmm. right? And I guess mm-hmm. that experience was the thing that really pushed me to grow up a lot um, and to really, because like, I had to pick myself back up, right? In the end, like, in the end, like, no one can help you but yourself. Like, people can right. kind of guide you along the way, but in the end, you're going to have to pick yourself back up as well. Mm-hmm. And I guess that just forced me to grow up and push me into the direction of, okay, I want, I'm, I really want to do this. Yeah. I, I yeah. feel this sense of purpose in my life. And yeah, that just helped really solidify and really just ground my um, sense of purpose. Yeah. That's, I mean, it's really, yeah, it's really amazing how you change, like, kind of like, or how do I say this? Like you kind of diverted or like refocused your like painful memories um into something positive and i guess that kind of like drives you um right for to study medicine and like motivates you as well so like yeah yeah it's pretty inspiring yeah has like yeah I had a similar experience too, but it's with my grandma. Yeah. So yeah. Right. Um okay. So moving on. Um maybe to a lighter note. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um like you're studying medicine now. So um I wanna ask like what do you like about medicine and what you don't like? Like, yeah. What I like about medicine, and I found out about this maybe in my first semester of medicine, was that what you learn and uh, what you learn is immediately helpful Mm -hmm. to the people around Mm -hmm. you. Because a lot of people, like, um, 
at the very core, like we all wanted to go into medicine because we all want to help people. And that's why it's yeah. so, much so much more satisfying that what you learn from the very first week or the very first month, you're there. You can still help people, right? Like, of course, you're not going to heal. You're not going to prescribe drugs that are going to um, really like physically help the situation. But then as a medical student, you slowly start to realize that being like helping someone medically doesn't necessarily mean you're curing them of a disease. Sometimes mm -hmm. it's just helping them to understand what the hell is going on. Right. Like why, like why my diabetic grandfather feels weak in his legs. Right. Or why like, like the, the, the heart suddenly beats really fast and all that stuff because a lot of people are worried about their health condition and you don't have to be a doctor in order to comfort people. You don't have right. to be a doctor. You don't have to be a professional to educate someone. And in fact, you don't have to be an expert on something to educate people. This is just beyond like the medical school context, just anywhere. You know something about a certain thing, you can already teach someone. And what I really liked about it is that I was able to answer questions from some relatives that were worried about their health condition, right? And even if it was something really small, really minor, like you're still able to help, right? Mm -hmm. And it's still immediately applicable, right? And that was something like, oh yeah, um, yeah. I just I just thought about this. I remember in within my first month of starting medical school my grandpa sat me down and wanted me to explain what each drug that he had to eat, like take for the rest of his life, what each of them mm -hmm. was, uh, how, how did they actually help him? Cause he didn't really understand. So I sat down, oh. went through it with him because these drugs, I looked at it. Oh, it's exactly what we were taught. Right. Like, Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, that is, that is really cool like, because I was just fresh out of IB and then, um, I remember in bio, like this t biotech stuff that we were taught, it's like, uh, it's like, oh, we don't do this anymore. Like uh, this, like, you know, like you're learning a lot of old technology that you know mm -hmm. that is not being used now, right? So you feel like, well, at least I felt like learning really outdated stuff. Yeah. I sometimes really question what the hell I was doing, right? But then in medicine, you're learning stuff that is immediately like there are they are definitely currently doing this in the hospital or they're currently giving this drug or they're currently doing this surgery in the hospital. And so that moment of realizing I am actually learning useful things, right? That is the thing yeah. that's like, wow, like, yeah. So that's what I like about medicine. What I don't like about medicine. Hmm. Are like any challenges you face besides from obviously like, or like tremendous workload, <laughs> or stress, or yeah. Tremendous workload. What I might not like as much about medicine is that from the beginning, there are already so many very real, mm -hmm. very obvious expectations from a medical mm -hmm. student. From the very beginning, we are told that we represent the future of the healthcare system. And I think it's true as well, but it's just as 
still basically a kid as an 18 year old as a 19 year old mm -hmm. right you are held to a different standard because you are training to be a professional right you there are there are a lot of expectations that might not be said to you right but like you can kind of feel right, right? um and it's sometimes like oh yeah yeah and and sometimes when you compare with your friends that aren't doing a medical degree right like for example like um sometimes they they graduate earlier they're finding full-time jobs like once you get a bit older uh once mm -hmm. you're in your fifth or sixth year right like people are buying like houses or even getting married and like just really yeah. doing so well like they're they're reaching a lot of these milestones in their life and you're still a student right i'm not saying that this is like a huge deal breaker but it can be a source of you know i don't know just negativity you feel mm -hmm. like you're still studying and it's never ending and you're going through this really tedious really tough curriculum while everyone else you know are moving on with their lives you feel a bit left behind mm -hmm. right and it's quite natural a lot of people actually get that uh feeling in medical school so yeah but back to that professionalism point like as in yeah they really hammer it home that like you there are a lot of expectations on medical students to be really professional um, right. and they expect you to be you know just like to be really mature even though in reality yeah we are all still kids yeah. mm -hmm. so, i can say that like i do still feel like a kid once you start seeing like what like if i think about it okay i'm, I'm 21 this year right like, um i am 21 right now in less than three years time i'm going to be a doctor but wow. three years ago i just graduated high school so it's three years is not that long because yeah. and yeah like uh you're, you're still, <laughs> the, the point i'm trying to get at is that you're very young and the time that um a lot of people um they try and ex explore stuff in university, try and like find who they really are or find new interests. You already have like your whole sort of like life plan ahead of you. And you already have these expectations that you have to fulfill based upon you. Right. Your experience of university is going to be quite different to your friends. Mm -hmm. And that's just something that um, you're just going to have to accept as a medical student. Right. I, th I think that's, that's probably the most a uh, relevant thing for like a, mm -hmm. a prospective undergraduate. Yeah. There are other mm -hmm. problems that begin to become more obvious the closer you are to graduation. But for the, I think for the purposes of this, it's not that relevant. Okay. But, and yeah, I think, yeah.